welcome to the After the Bell podcast, brought to you by Connects Education Academy. Our podcast is here to help teachers, leaders and tutors. We will be discussing the latest issues in education and sharing top tips for use in the classroom, both face-to-face or virtually. Welcome back to After the Bell, your weekly education podcast brought to you by Connects Academy. I'm joined again by Andy Bridge, a current deputy head teacher, and Debbie Davis, head teacher of a primary school and experienced SENCO. Great to have you both here with us today. Hi, Georgie. Hello. Hi. Our podcast series this 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 time has been focusing on the professional standards for teaching assistants. And we've been working through a set of publicated standards um, that were set out by the DfE. As a leading provider for training and CPD for schools, we're critically aware of developing all staff within the workforce, not just teachers. And this actually leads us to focus in on the role of the teaching assistant and the impact that we can make. Last week, we actually looked at the DfE professional standards for teaching assistants around the terms of working with others and stakeholders, and it became very clear about the difference and and the impact that they do make. This week, we're going to be focusing in on developing the role of teaching assistants and what their professional development opportunities should look like. So, Debbie, a great way to start our point for this discussion would be for us to consider the current picture for teaching assistant development in schools. Is this consistently strong everywhere? Hi, Georgie. Well, the answer to that, uh, it sadly, is no. Unfortunately, it, it actually isn't. Of course, there are some great schools that prioritise the development of their TAs, but it, it isn't widespread. There are a number of issues here. Andy has mentioned about before about the TAs only being employed the same hours as the children are on site, and this leaves very little time for training. Many schools have shrinking budgets and have prioritised CPD of teachers over TAs. And in other schools, the TA workforce is so transient and unstable that where they are um, learning, where there are learning and development opportunities, they often don't become embedded. So in short, what schools need are CPG options for TAs that are flexible, affordable and really varied to recognise the different levels of experience and expertise in the workforce. But sadly, just coming back to the quick answer to your question is that that's not happening everywhere. And and that's quite surprising, given what we've covered is how important the role of a teaching assistant is and what a difference they can make as an extra kind of pair of hands within the classroom. So it's surprising to hear that this hasn't been formalised, much like the early career teacher framework has been. It's good to hear that there is good practice out there, but there definitely is work to do to get it more widespread as all our teaching assistants deserve celebrating and developing, definitely. So, Andy, what could this look like in practice? What have you got going on at your school at the moment? So, for me, I think the important thing is it's not one size fits all. You know, all teaching assistants are different. They've all got different experiences, expertise, as Debbie said, and and they need something that's bespoke. So, that, that would be the first thing I would say is get to know your teaching assistants and, and what their career aspirations are, what their interests are. For example, some TAs might want to progress and develop in their careers. They might benefit from like a level three teaching assistant course or a HLTA course. 
potentially they might then benefit from some support to do an access course, a foundation degree, a degree. Um, there's new routes into teaching through teaching apprenticeships that schools can look at. For, for other professionals um, that are teaching assistants, they might be perfectly happy being a TA. They might want to stay in that role forever. They don't want to progress and develop into a different role, but that doesn't mean that they don't need CPD and training. They, they need that training to be the best that they can be within that role. Um, so for those colleagues, it might be shorter courses on different aspects of SEN and supporting teaching that might be more appropriate. And the key for me would be effective line management and performance management. So in so many schools, the Senko is so busy, so swamped with a backlog of work that they they don't have the time to invest individually in each TA. Um, and there's often no performance management system for TAs. Whereas for me, if you build in the opportunity to sit down one to one, with each teaching assistant several times a year to set some objectives, see how they want to develop, monitor their progress towards achieving those objectives. That's really powerful and the CPD then becomes a mechanism for supporting that process. I can really see how that can add value absolutely and, and really help to embed the importance of their role as well. Actually, at Connects Academy, we've got a number of formal qualifications. There's a level three certificate in supporting teaching and learning and then a level four certificate for higher level teaching assistants, HLTA, as you referred to, Andy. And often you see that teaching assistants then funnel upwards and become the next generation and, uh, of teachers um, as they go through this journey. So it is important that they have a really good grounding and, and sound foundation of professional development. And that, as you said, can be these formal qualifications or other short courses. I can I can see that this kind of one not one size fits all a spoke approach for everybody's abilities and backgrounds is, is really important and we've mentioned before that many schools are finding it really difficult to recruit and retrain teaching assistants and, and actually keep them in their workforce debbie could getting great development opportunities for teaching assistants like this support with this or is it you know what is it something that could really really help so, absolutely. Many TAs report that because there is such a shortage in TAs in their school, day to day timetables um, change to ensure that there's coverage for the HCP students and they don't get to build relationship with students in the same way as if the team was at full capacity. So they don't feel like they're part of the school team um, if they aren't in briefings and trainings and in investing in these colleagues would would clearly give support for this and we need to remember that that they're here to to support our vulnerable learners so it's so important that we retain and develop and invest in in this section of our workforce something that you said earlier georgie really resonated with me that you know the tas might fulfill a, a, a journey and i i have a, a very well respected colleague who is a regional head teacher of several schools who began as a TA. That's the quality that you can have with the TA and that's what we need to be looking at and that's how we need to be seeing TAs. You know, you can be anything that you want to be. How can I get you there? And coming back to the performance management and the investment and the supervision, that's so important because actually you you will have a diamond there that you can really help to shine.
I, I'd agree, Debbie. And if we get that right, that supports that teaching assistant in their career and their life. But also, there's a massive benefit to schools. So you know, we we don't just struggle recruiting teaching assistants. We're really struggling recruiting teachers. We've been out to advert this year, um, paid a lot of money for adverts, and not got a single applicant. Um, it's becoming harder and harder, especially within some subjects, to recruit teachers. Whereas this investing in your TAs, it, it's like a grow your own recruitment tool. And, you know, you can't always rely on being able to attract people externally. So let's work with the workforce that we've got, upskill them, develop them, get them qualified. And then we're, we're growing our own future teachers as well. So I think it's so important in, in so many ways. It is. And coming back to what George said, um, I think it was in the previous podcast about, you know, you really can't tell the difference between who's a teacher and who's a TA in some classrooms because they're so skilled and it's so important that they feel valued just just as the teacher feels valued because you, you, you've got a gemstone there that you could use for, you know, as you say, succession planning. And, and I love that story of the uh, head teacher that's uh, gone right from the ground up and they've experienced everything. So, you know, they're, they're going to be able to genuinely consider what it feels like to be in those various roles as well. So, um, yeah, absolutely powerful story there. Andy, I know you mentioned that sadly many schools budgets are, are really quite tight and quite squeezed at the moment. What What do you recommend here? Are there any suggestions for those that are listening? Yeah, so, you know, I agree budget is definitely an issue. Uh, it's definitely tighter than it has been previously. But I do think there's things that we can do to be creative. So the first thing I think is about like cost benefit analysis of, yes, it might cost, I don't know, 500, 600 pounds to put somebody on a HLTA course. But actually, is that cheaper than going out to national advert, paying for the advertisement, the, the long period to recruit and get somebody to work their notice period and then induct them and train them in-house. Sometimes it is worth the money to invest in training for your own staff rather than risk them, you know, moving on and that constant churn of staffing. So that'd be the first thing I would say is that sometimes it is worth finding the money to retain those individuals. Secondly, there's different funding streams. So I know there's a, a senior mental health lead course that has DFE funding attached to it. There's NPQ courses that have got um, DFE funding. There's courses where schools can tap into the apprenticeship levy where they're paying a percentage of their um, wages bill into a pot and many schools are not not using that apprenticeship funding um, to support development as they could do. And then there's different packages of CPD. So there's some companies that will allow you to pay like an annual subscription and for that annual fee, Every use, every staff member in your school could have a login and a license to undertake online courses. And when you get that right, the actual individual cost per staff member or per course then is actually really affordable um, compared to buying one-off things. And and finally, I would say to just remember that CPD and development doesn't always need to be paying for courses. Yes, that is an important part of it. But as is listening to podcasts, recommending books. Um, sending out journals and articles, all of those things are free and can be great ways to upskill colleagues as well. There's lots and lots out there actually, and and one of the reasons why we we invest quite heavily here in in our podcasts and our conversations is because we want to be here to support other people and and the schools and the teachers on their journeys. So um, it's great to hear that we're spending time and focus on teaching assistance as well. That 
there's so many opportunities out there, Debbie. If schools are listening and think they need to do some work in this area, what would you suggest would be a good starting point? I mean, the, the great starting point is that the schools are listening um, and starting with an audit of current practice would be a great idea to have a baseline. So audit what you've got within within schools in terms of the talent and the expertise and work out what you need and what people need and talk to people about their own journeys. Look at performance management and supervision and see what is out there for uh, in terms of offering a bespoke package to people. Talk to staff. What was their induction like? Do they receive regular training? What training would they benefit from? What are their career aspirations? We all love to, to have conversations about how we can grow and develop. And TAs are the same and they want to know what their journeys can be like. And from there, make a development plan. Actually sit down and plan what you will do to support your TA workforce and work with the CPD lead and the SENCO to come up with something that's aspirational but achievable uh, and get the wheels in motion. Reach out to external org organisations and see how they can support too. And coming back to what Andy said, you know, it's not, it's not always going on a training course or doing an online training course. There might be some developmental opportunities actually within the school to observe another TA who's outstanding or to visit another school where TAs take interventions or teach small groups. And someone in our school might be lacking that confidence and they can go out and look and see it in motion and think, yeah, I can do that. That's for me. And thank you to the organisation for giving me that opportunity. So there's, there's lots of ways that you can get very, very creative to offer bespoke packages. And we're always happy to help. So we, we offer packages for schools here from sort of small size schools right through to multi-academy trusts and actually do put together bespoke packages for professional development for different roles. We even have sort of a, a pathway here for our teaching assistants, and that includes elements such as how to be an amazing teaching assistant to effective exam invigilation, send co-practice and all sorts of other areas like difficult conversations and um, what inspiring learning spaces look like. So that there are lots and lots of different elements out there that are available. Obviously, if you want to find out what Connects Academy are doing, then please come and visit our website at connects-academy.com. Um, and you can always direct message me on LinkedIn, Georgie McIntyre, or you can email me at info at connects-academy.com. Andy and Debbie, I always love talking to you both. You've always got so many insights into to sort of ideas and support in those different areas. And particularly as you're both in on the ground and, and with the current sort of situation and, and uh, managing and juggling budgets as well. Are there any kind of final insights you'd like to share with with me around teaching assistance and, and exploring professional development? I think for me, Georgian, I know I've said this in other podcasts, when you when you hire a teaching assistant, just think that you are hiring someone who can make a massive difference to children and think about how you will honour that because that is your job as a leader to make sure that you grow that talent and recognise it and allow your TAs to feel exceptionally valued and part of the workforce that is 
integral and irreplaceable. Yeah, I, I would agree, Debbie. And all I would add is, of course, we we want to train and develop staff so that they're happy as professionals and developing their career. And that in itself is good. But it's also easy to forget that whatever that training and development is, that then has a direct impact on the pupil as well. And we've said before, TAs are working with some really vulnerable um, children. And if a TA learns new strategies or new approaches or new ways to work within their role and they feel valued and they're putting in maximum effort, the impact that can have on the child's learning, how safe and secure they feel at school, you might see the child's attendance improve, you might see because their attendance improves, their learning then improves and they, the grades that they're achieving get better. So all of these things, yes, it's good in itself that they help colleagues feel invested in and developed. That's brilliant, but it also has a really positive impact on some really vulnerable children, which obviously everything we do is ultimately centred around that. Yeah, it's always learner-centred and actually this teaching assistant could be the, the one positive, consistent individual that they have in their lives that they can go to. Um, so the role of the teaching assistants should absolutely not be underestimated. And it, I think we need to be holding them up higher and celebrating us, them as our unsung heroes in, in the schools as well. Um, I think what so, just, sorry, Georgie, I'm, I'm, my passionate side is coming out again. But <laughs> I think when you use the word underestimated, you, you've hit the nail on the head there. And if I can leave you with one thought, I work with TAs and, and particular TAs when they come to me as a head teacher and they say, Debbie, I need to speak with you about X child. I drop everything because I know that they're going to tell me something that I need to do something about because yeah. they're that brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you both. Really inspiring. Uh, hopefully we've got the people that are listening thinking about how they're going to move forward either with their teaching assistants, professional development or their own personal professional development. Please do feel free to contact us or reach out. You can pick up our After the Bell podcasts that are released on a weekly basis and provide quick tips and discussions with our experts around all things educational. And ideally, you can listen, listen to this while you're cooking the dinner or walking the dog. Or if you're feeling like a, a little focus for the day, then absolutely After the Bell's here for you. Thank you for listening. Bye.